Hello, my name is John Russos, and this is a toast to my naivety. It's all brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. This is episode 9 of 10, My Company Branded Lanyard and Me. Enjoy. The girl with the tattoo of the rattlesnake sitting on the bed of roses sent me a picture of herself in the mirror. She was in a public bathroom, and I know that from a few things, the yellow lighting, there was a row of stalls, and from the cameo of a set of legs in whitewashed jeans, almost accordioned, into a pair of checkered slip-on vans. She asked, is this a flannel, lol? I told her no but nice try as she was wearing a plaid shirt. It was something that one would find on a middle-aged man at an Easter Sunday service, and how it was a collection of purples, blues, yellows, and white lines, pastel. I think that's the word I'm looking for, those types of colors. It wasn't the most fashionable, although she did do a pretty good job. She wore it open over a gray crop top. Damn, LOL, she replied. Listen, comma, I started my text. I just got hired at H&M. Let me get you your first flannel. It would be an honor. She didn't say yes or no or that that sounded so lovely. Instead, she told me that she was banned from H&M and added no context as to why. Banned? How? I digitally yelled. Long story, lol, she said, unamused or unwilling to go deeper or something. I don't know. It's We've texted a bit since the first date, but I have to say she is noticeably less emotive over text than she is in person. And usually I'd figure that she's just not interested, but she's the one sending the selfie. She's the one starting the conversations and with other photos too, photos of random things, photos of, of flowers, of views from her apartment, a, a pot of coffee, and sometimes they come with no caption. And while I appreciate how vague she's being... It's just a bit odd, the lack of exclamation points, the lack of emojis. It's how she sends lethargic, lowercase LOLs, when in person to that same comment, she might close her eyes and bend over, holding her stomach. Literally on the date, I said that I hate the word gooey. And she started laughing, hard. It was so hard she brought some of the cider she was drinking out of her nose. It was a vague... I think it might have been a blueberry. That doesn't matter. She stopped laughing when she started cleaning it up. She asked me what I had against the word, and so I told her I don't like that word's association with cheeses. How she flips between the enthusiastic and the unenthusiastic, the in-person to the digital so seamlessly, I have no idea. And it's not to say that I, I want uppercase LOLs and, and more ha-has and more emojis. If anything, a lot of that sounds a bit overwhelming, and maybe I like it. The texting, I like it a bit duller as it is. It's just a bit weird. I don't know. I've been trying a new writing technique this week where I drink half a bottle of wine and then I see what I can come up with. And so far, the results have been pretty mixed. There's a five to 10 minute window where I'm not quite drunk, I'm buzzing. And sometimes I can leverage that feeling and I can bring something nice to paper. I'll run with it maybe... 350, 400 words. But if I miss that short window, I usually end up a few inches from my screen in obscure Wikipedia articles, listening to music a little bit too loud for the next hour and a half. It's very hit or miss. I'm finding that the latter is the much more common of the results. 
before I can officially bear the responsibilities of leading customers through the area of graphic tees to the section of the more formal pleated pants and blazers, then through an aisle of affordable lingerie and back again, I was to complete an online training course, which I did today. It was five hours, five paid hours of informational company videos and questionnaires. And I feel like there was a legal angle to it, but it was also a way for me to get my feet wet before my first in-person shift. Uh, I decided that I learned better by doing. So I gave myself permission to watch YouTube while the videos ran and I just I recorded my progress. But still, I, I couldn't help but notice a few very specific uh, scenes from the corporate instruction. And I noticed that they started off by emphasizing strict attendance policies and making it very clear that you're to get to work early. And they did this by showing how the employees would get to the break room a whole half hour before they were to clock in to enjoy coffee together. I saw as they took off big Swedish coats to enjoy very warm Swedish hugs, how they held their coffee mugs like main characters in a Lifetime Christmas special, the way they used both hands suffocating what I hoped was a Swedish version of Folgers. And I saw them laughing and smiling, exposing their gum lines, and I wondered if there was any way this could be me and Fabian with his Nintendo Switch and the girl with the nose ring. I figure, no, not at all, but we'll see. I got a call from an unknown number last night. It was Taylor, the manager at the Hot Topic. I asked him how he got my phone number, but he did not answer that. Instead, he replied, I want you to work here. I, I need you to be my right-hand man. I declined. I said, thank you, Taylor. I'm ser- seriously really appreciate it, but all good. But thank you. He turned down what I think was Metro Station playing in the background and said, oh, <laughs> didn't expect that. Um. are you sure after i told him yes there was a second or two delay in his response i heard him flick on the lighter then drag off a cigarette fair play be well then he hung up the phone I went to the social infirmary and I got myself an iced Americano before my shift. What? Excuse me, hold on. No. No. I went to the social infirmary and I got myself an iced Americano before my first shift. Before my first shift, I got myself an iced Americano. I went to work and I wore the same outfit that I did during the interview, but I tied a flannel around my waist in confidence that that would be enough to deter people from calling me out. Not that my new coworkers would have done that. The manager addressed me and the other new hire, a 19-year-old girl from Gresham, she had braces, with our lanyards and name tags, and immediately, in that moment, seeing my name written in Helvetica font in all caps under the H&M logo, I felt... I felt a sort of pride that I imagine one gets when they donate money to organizations like PBS and get memorabilia in return, memorabilia that you can hang from license plates. I felt slightly more powerful than people without lanyards around their neck, and I imagine that this is the hall monitor effect, the the, the feeling strong enough that lets one endure any sort of brown-nosing comment or something like that. I shot a cheeky smile to the corners of my mouth, and I let it hang there for a second, but then I reeled it in pretty quickly because... I didn't want to be too confident. I, I, I didn't want to get too comfortable just yet. It became clear to me that in a matter of shifts, hours, and moments, 
I have to be prepared to be stranded at a cash register for whatever reason, all alone standing across from someone who wants to buy a fedora with a sack of nickels, something that takes time, so much time that a line will form and it'll be just my luck that I'll forget how the register works and basic math and it'll be just my luck that an ex-girlfriend or a previous hookup might slide into line and they'll do so just in time to see my cheeks shift to a light rosé color, the color of something that they drink over the summer with their feet up laughing about the men they had once loved. They'll laugh to themselves in this moment. They might even sneak in a photo of me fumbling a few hundred nickels and they might send it to their friends with the caption just being eight of the tilted crying laughing emojis. So let me not stand too tall when that happens. Too tall is to fall and shatter an account of that misplaced sense of pride. I'll be more humble now. I'll be Bambi innocent, wide-eyed, cute, and curious. I'll refrain from dressing too eccentric, which for me means that the Carhartt beanie will stay home until further notice. But once I become familiar with the ways of this store and simple register functions, then I'll throw my hair back in that damn beanie and let that smile stale on my face. The manager told us that we're to be trained. The girl with braces by someone named Jenny and me by someone named Denise. She referred to them as our mentors, using the word fab three times. It's her choice of words that makes me think she might have spent time, the manager, on the set of some sort of Disney Channel show. And if not on set, then surely that's how she spends her free time. I think this is the language that Reese Witherspoon might have used in Legally Blonde. And I've tried putting a face to whoever this manager reminds me of. It's on the tip. I can't find it. I keep wanting to say the oldest daughter from Full House, but I know that's not it. She's very friendly, but I realize that crossing her might mean termination of my employment, and for that reason, I fear her just a little bit. Her aura is very kind, but it's kind and it's powerful, and I think it emits from a few of the ten pins that she has on her jean jacket. I wonder what happens when she drops her grin and has to discipline. Does she say fab then? I hope not. As it turned out, this Denise was the Phantom. And why I hadn't taken the time to note that on her name tag the week before, I'm not sure. Still, here she was. And she was much warmer this time around, I think because I wasn't wearing joggers, but also maybe because I was a legit employee and because her training of me had implications on potential promotions. Whatever it was, the day was fairly pleasant. It had, it had syllabus week energy, a sort of fantasy world where maybe, just maybe, My entire time working here might be like this, where I can collect a paycheck by making mindless small talk and running clothes throughout the store for eight hours a day. Isn't that the part-time dream? Have you ever worked in retail? Denise asked, breaking in and out of eye contact. I haven't. You'll be fine, she said. We'll see. How long have you been here? A couple years now. How do you like it? You know, she started shrugging. It is what it is. It would have been weird had she said she loved it. Weird or over-exaggerated. I wanted to ask her what her plan was, but I felt that that was a conversation for another time. We spent a majority of the shift getting familiar with the store, noting each different section per department. The women's floor, comprised of a basics, formal, sale, log, underwear, and an A section, gets four registers and the entire bottom level of the store. It's also quite cold, and with that comes the recommendation to layer up when working down there. But not when you're upstairs. Upstairs, the men's and kids section expect to sweat up here. That's what Denise said. She didn't go into detail as to how, but almost imply that the rise in temperature comes from the extra carbon emissions from the more ripped clothing. There's at least a good several degrees of 
of laceration greater on the top floor. And again, she didn't say this. I just connected the dots. And honestly, I'd suspected for a while that bomber jackets were bad for the environment. I just never actually had any evidence to put my hypothesis to practice. And she was right. I I felt my forehead start to lake while we were in the section that housed rompers for the one and two-year-olds. After the tour, Denise asked if I remembered the five demands of the company. She said remembered as if I was to be familiar with before. I, I wasn't too sure. I was a bit confused. What are you talking about? You should have learned them during the training videos, she said. And when she did, I realized that while those demands were being instructed, I was more than likely too enthralled by a clip of cementos being dropped into two liters of Coke. I didn't tell her that I learned better by doing or that I paid zero attention to the set of instructional videos. I just asked if she might better elaborate for me. The five demands are to smile, say hello, always show your name tag, always make eye contact and always say thank you. I can't speak for anyone else, but I associate the word demand with others like imposing, aggressive, and then AK-47s and notes where letters are individually cut out from different magazines. I hear demands. I think of people yelling and veins around the neck and forehead bulging. I don't think of smiles, eye contact, and saying thank you. These demands, they were a code, a polite code. This was an extension of cotillion training put to practice. Ah, yes. No, I, that's my bad. I blanked on that, but I will remember. Good. I'll quiz you later, she said. She pulled out her phone and checked the time. All right, you'll be in the fitting room for the next hour. Let me know if you need any help. And she pointed to her walkie-talkie, then nodded me off to my station. I did this weird half-nod, half-bow back. Then I turned to tidy things up to spray air freshener into each individual caddy and ride out the rest of the shift. Before I left for the day, the manager took a Polaroid of me for the employee wall. I looked so pale in it. <laughs> 